Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how are you doing, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How about you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm sleepy again today, man. I'm with you. Yeah, just I got up this morning. I was like, I need more sleep. <laughs> so weird. Some some days I wake up like you know bright and early, and it's like, oh man, I'm ready. And then some days it's like, oh man, I just I want to stay in bed till nine o'clock. Crazy. Yeah, that's one of the bad things about being quote unquote retired. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, man, it must be so great. Not really. You've got all the time in the world to do anything you want, but then you don't have, then what you actually find is you don't have time to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, I can, yeah, I can sleep in. And then you find out that sucks. Oh, I need to get up early. Oh, wait, that still sucks. (laughs) Sucked when I was working. It still sucks, you know, so. Yeah. But, you know, I know people that been retired for, literally 40 years and they get up five o'clock in the morning do the same thing every day but they have a routine and they're just as happy as a lark hmm. you know because they can still remember um mean mr beasley at the advertising firm yeah, yeah. they don't ever want to go back to that lot i'm like really that's funny yeah um it's funny. I met a guy. I was out riding my bike on the countryside, and um, I saw a guy collecting cans in the in the ditch. And like I previously found a little like a secret party spot. <laughs> it was just like in the ditch with some trees, and there's probably twenty or thirty beer cans there, as well as boxes, like empty bu- beer boxes. So, you know, some people have a place where they maybe throw their can every time. And I, I say this like people normally drink and drive, which they do, and it's it's, it's terrible. Um, but I mean, you, that's one thing you learn from riding bikes is that people drink and drive a lot, <laughs> or at least, you know, they discard alcoholic beverage containers in the ditch regularly. Um, but anyway, so I was riding my bike and then I see this guy and I was kind of going right by him. So I pulled the other side of the road. I was like, Hey, how are you doing? And he kind of felt a little weird, you know, like I, I'm sure people every now and then would roll down their windows and ridicule him or something. But you could tell he's just a little bit like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear you. And so I said, how's it going today? And, and, uh, good. How are you? And he's super friendly. And anyways, he ended up retiring at age 39. And, uh, and so he just does this for like charity work. And at first I was kind of like, I don't know. But then when I talked to him, like he had a nice vehicle parked up the road that he got out of. And super, and then as soon as we started talking, super friendly, like just, you know, we had a pretty nice little conversation there. And, and, uh, and the, the reason I think that it fits, cause he was very well dressed. He actually smelled clean, like he had cologne on. And then when he was picking these cans, he had, they looked like really good quality pickers, those little arms that you can reach down. And so he just takes them, sticks them up, steps on them, then puts them into his bag and um, he actually lived in just this little town right close to me. But um, it was kind of interesting because you never know what you're going to get, right? Like total stranger, just you and this person. There's nobody else around. 
Anyways, I told him, I said, yeah, I said, I said, yesterday I was riding my bike and I found this party spot over there. And it's probably like 30 cans. He's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, thanks. And I don't know. We, we probably talked for like 10 minutes and he's kind of a cool guy. But, um, you know, so I thought, man, I retired at 39. That's, that's crazy. Well, you know, maybe you just planned well. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Or his retirement was kind of forced. You never, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Has he been uh, up to much this last week? No. Uh, just a series of weird events happened and kept me from doing anything. Mm. Had to go do this, do that. Um, had to do uh, some stuff with Danette's taxes, Danette's portion of the taxes. Mm. I'm still not writing that check to the IRS, though. No. I will, but not now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, I just, you know, I always wondered why my parents, like, they'd be frustrated at the government. And they always, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, bloody taxes. And I'm like, what's the big deal? And when I was really, when I was young, you even like freshly married, didn't pay attention to politics. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do our taxes. And now when I see how stupid the government is and how fiscally irresponsible, I do my taxes now and I'm like, you dirty, rotten sons of, oh man, it's so frustrating. Yeah, the less you pay or you, you just don't care, the more you want from the government, the more you pay, you're like, You're like running a small business. You're like, okay, I want to see the budget because this doesn't sound, you know. Yeah. Where are you yeah. spending my money? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a guy. <clears throat> well, there used to be a, a magazine called the Alberta Report, and it was a very conservative um, magazine. I think it's like a weekly or a biweekly, a news magazine. It always reminded me of the Economist because. They had similar articles and stuff, but uh, there's this article I read about this guy who just didn't pay his taxes, and he found out like when they had brought in the taxes for the war, that the way that it was worded and and the way that that whatever it was it was a bill or something, it had never been amended and updated, and so like he's had the RCMP there, and then he just has to get a lawyer, and he literally hadn't paid taxes for like thirty or forty years. And he said, nope. He said, according to like, and it's in the, either went to court and he'd say, according to the way the law is written, blah, 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 I don't have to pay taxes. And um, where they, the, where the story was, like they didn't, it wasn't fully played out yet, but when they reported it, um, I guess they were, the, the government was like, oh, we better change this wording. Obviously, that's what they would do. And then they were unsure as to whether or not he was going to have to pay all the back taxes that he had never paid in his life. Or if because the law had been written in such a way and he found it and could prove it that he was exempt, you know, uh, I believe since then they've changed the way things are written so that, you know, whether we're at war or not, <laughs> we're going to steal your money. But I never did hear about what ended what ended up happening to that guy. I imagine legally they can't, you know, if it's written so that he doesn't he doesn't have to pay it if you're not at war, then they can't go back on it for from him, you know. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we've had some pretty nice weather here. We got snow. Woke up to an inch of snow yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. Just doesn't, won't make up its mind. Yeah, we're going to go out with a cold end of March. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just beautiful last couple of days. Now, nope. Mm. Oh, yeah, we came in really soft, but we got to go out like a lion, so ah, yeah. screw you, March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's the end of March already. It kind of blows my mind. I just quit counting. I don't even care what day of the week it is, <laughs> except for this, you know. Yeah. yeah. I just don't, because every headline's always the same. You know, change it from, uh, <clears throat> oh, election fraud to election fraud to COVID to Ukraine. Yeah. It's just... It's just the world's crazy. It's going to hell in a handbasket <laughs> at retardo speed. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it gets to be too much to really start, you know, like, if you think about all of it, and, it, like, it literally, if I did what my parents do, or my mom at least, like, watch the news every day, oh, man, I'd have... I'd have problems, I think. I'd have, like, mental problems, like anxiety and all this stuff. You know what? I, that's a good point. That is a very good point, and I'm glad you said something. Cause I, don't, I don't get angry at the news, right? Yeah. For some reason, I get angry at the idiots that just sit there with their eyes wide open and don't blink in front of the screen for 24 <laughs> hours a day, blah, 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 just drinking it in. I'm like, ah, yeah. I want to go shake them. I know. That's a good thing to, that's a, that's the thing that we should do. Just shake them. Like, oh. And I have seen such a uh, change uh, in the last, oh, say, six years uh, to somebody that's close to us that just, they got hooked on uh, a news organization and watch it 24-7. Mm. Really? That's, yeah. that's not healthy. No, no, it's not. Um, not at all. And, and I think it really broke my heart when, when it first started with this individual because she – ask about a story she saw on the news and I worked at the agency at the time that was in the news and I'm like, yeah, that didn't happen that way. Hmm. This other thing happened, you know, and I explained exactly what happened. So, well, the news said, okay, you know, I'm just there. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's the, I think it's becoming more and more apparent, and it, it makes me glad that people just don't trust the media. You know, it, it comes out over and over and over and over. But um, why are they so popular? Oh, nobody, nobody trusts to go. You know, media this, media that. But they're at an their popularity is at an all time high. I don't think so. If you spread it over the number of networks that there are now. Because there seems to be, you know, Bob's Network News, you know. There's so many networks now online, on your TV. If you spread it, you know, if they yeah, were yeah, all yeah. just five organizations like there used to be, 
yeah. viewerships at an all-time high. It's just spread out over 150 news organizations. Yeah. Like, I wonder if part of that's just the fact that we live in now a, a, a world where we kind of demand information. We expect information on everything all the time, right? Like, I want to know something. We, we, we don't think we don't have a right to know. Yeah. And I think... Like, I, I guess, I think traditional media, like the traditional media outlets, they're dropping in popularity because they're so dishonest. You know, they're lying. And yeah. I think you get all these little ones, like, it, it's cool, like, really like my next door neighbor, uh, Sergei, from Ukraine, talked to him a couple days this week. He'd be outside, Jeremy, go over there and talk, and and uh, you a couple nights we went and had a beer. It's, it's I, I feel like he's like an old friend to me. Like we just really get along well, and we'll sit there and just chat for an hour or two. Um, and so it's interesting because his parents are in Ukraine, and right now Canada has opened it up to all Ukrainian all refugees. As many refugees from Ukraine are welcome to come here. There's no cap. Interesting. He goes, "This is bullshit." Like it pisses him off. He goes, "I came." He says, I got out of Ukraine because I didn't want to live there because it wasn't safe. He says, they've been fighting for years. He's, and it's true. Like, it, like for the last 10 years, like Ukraine has, when they've taken over cities in, in Russia, like small towns, they'll just go invade a small town and say, this is part of our, they've been battling Russia for years, but the media doesn't show that. Right. And, and then he, like he was trying to convince his parents to come here and he's got this big RV, really nice fifth wheel five pop out it's like this huge thing he just brought it here this week and uh he says i want my parents to come here and they can just live in this while they find a house and he says you know in the morning they say okay well we'll come and then the evening they're like oh no it's fine everything's fine and he's like but it's not gonna be fine you know and uh but the interesting thing is i said so what what they're showing on the news and what i see is that accurate he goes oh no 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 he goes, nothing. He goes, you trust the news? And I said, no, I don't. I just wanted your take on it. I said, because you literally talk to your parents twice a day who are in Ukraine. Interesting. This is like, I don't know. I'm sure some people, if they heard this, are just going to flip their lid. Do you know who's causing all the problems in Ukraine right now? It's I've seen little sniffs of it in the news, but it gets covered up. Do you know what the red and black flag is? No. Nazis. There's you you sometimes every now and then if you got a keen eye you'll see these rallies. They've had rallies in Canada where they'll have the Ukrainian flag and there's one instead of blue and yellow it's red and black. And that's a Nazi party. And you showed me some footage uh, on Telegram which is it's funny because he's like oh no this you can't trust the news. You go to Telegram and you can find anything you want. It's not censored. It's not you know, Google doesn't control what, what, what you see there. Um, and there's like rallies of these Ukrainian Nazis. It's a Nazi movement. And he says, oh, there's so many Nazis. And one of the reasons he hates the fact that they said any refugee from Ukraine can move to Canada. He goes, we might get a whole bunch of Nazis in this country. And I said, so are they causing the problems? He goes, yes. He goes, they infiltrate the government. They get in position of power. And it's like I saw some footage and it just blew my mind. You'd... Like they've got, uh, they've carried a few of the German symbols, uh, like the SS. Um, they don't use a swastika, but it's crazy, man. 
And he said, this is a Nazi party. And I've heard that, like not from anybody from Ukraine, but like just from these little things. And uh, even people reporting is like, why, why is this one person have a red and a black flag? And I kind of look into it and it's like, oh, yeah, that's the Nazi party of Ukraine or something. Like, there was some remnant of Nazis in Ukraine and they've been growing and growing. And that's who's causing this problems. Now, take that for what you think of it, but. That's a different story than you get on the news, isn't it? I don't think that they went to Russia and got Vladimir Putin to invade. No, but... Are they exacerbating everything? Probably. Yeah, but they've been pissing around with Russia forever. They've never quit fighting. No, no, that's that's exactly... And I think there comes a certain point where Putin's like, okay, you know what? Shut up. It's like a little dog keeps biting at your heels. It's not a threat to you, but it's annoying. And eventually you're just going to give it a little kick. Like, you know, get out of here, you stupid little dog. And this is one of those times where there is no good guy, in my opinion. Exactly. There's just a lesser bad guy. And I will refuse to believe it's Putin. I don't think there's a lesser bad guy. Oh, he's horrible. I agree. But, uh, oh, shoot, what's the guy's name again? I never remember his name. President. I I call him the comedian. Yeah, the comedian. (laughs) He is a... You know, he's taking on um, this, like, Winston Churchill character, right? Like, he's trying to portray himself as so brave and so glorious. And it, it's it's garbage, man. It's like my neighbor, <laughs> like the way he talks to my next-door neighbor, his Ukrainian accent, what he says about us, he's bullshit. <laughs> I just like the way he says it. That's bullshit. I still can't take him seriously. You know, the president of an invaded country sitting there. Begging for help in a T-shirt. Yeah, not, nope. Yeah. What's he going to do? I, I keep expecting him to, to come out in an affliction shirt. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, my it's, God. Stop. Yeah. And it's so funny because everybody here just, like, goes and it reminds me of everything. You know, it's just virtue signal the crap out of stuff. Like the BLM movement comes up. Everybody puts a black square on their profile for that day. And uh, it's like, shut up. Do you know what BLM is? Like, come on. And every cause that happens and, oh, Ukraine, I'm going to a rally. It's like, you don't know what's going on over there. You Like, if, if that really matters, if humanitarian problems matter, that every single day you should have a different cause, right? Like you should you should be rallying for the people of China that are persecuted, you know? And it's like, oh, boycott Russia. You know, you can't buy uh, Russian vodka and stuff like this. So it's like, well, then you shouldn't be allowed to buy Apple products because they're made in China. And China's been worse to people than Ukraine, than Russia has over the last five years. Come on. You know, and it's just, they see an easy, quick cause, and they're like, ah, it's a pure virtue signaling, and it makes me it makes me sick. It's like, you're not doing any good. You're not affecting any change at all. You know, you do this virtue signal stuff, and then you, you, you go lock yourself in your house, and you sit there and watch TV, and you won't even hang out or visit with your neighbors. <laughs> you want to affect change in the world, you got you to gotta start talking to your neighbors. You got to be really nice to the lady at the clerk and be like, how's your day, you know? The kids stocking shelves at the grocery store. I'm like, man, it's good to see you work. And I like to see ambitious young people. You do these little things like this, all of a sudden the people around you are like, hey, things aren't so bad. 
you know, but people, at least here, they, they don't talk to each other. They don't look at each other. If you say, hey, how are you doing to a total stranger? They're like, think you're a freak. That's partially a Canadian thing. Canadians are very reserved. But they're sure not reserved when they've got a, a cause that they're going to fight behind. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been, uh, uh, you've been working on anything? <laughs> no. What do oh, you laugh well, at? Oh, yeah, it? but I, uh, <clears throat> somebody I used to know uh, asked me to work on uh, editing some uh, curriculum. Oh, okay. I, the uh, pew, pew Pew curriculum? Totally yeah. different. Um, oh, cool. Uh, <clears throat> active shooter defense, and and I don't mean like a school active shooter. I mean like, you know, somebody takes over an airplane, active shooter, mm. that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and some scenario stuff. He wanted some, uh, my take on. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, you want anything else, you got to pay me. Yeah. And you don't, and I told him, you won't like my consulting fee. Because <laughs> it'll be what I used to make, but not for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, how I hate those people. <laughs> I mean, the people I used to work with, I, they're just not good people. Hmm. Some are, but like at the boots level, yep. phenomenal people. Hmm. The higher up you go, the less so, hey? Oh, no. I mean, you go from, uh, what did somebody say? Uh, you go from Christ in the dirt to Satan in the penthouse. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it it doesn't, it, you can't be overly compassionate and make some of the calls that they make. Hmm. You got to be kind of something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You have to believe in a cause. I'll put it that way. Hmm. That's interesting. <clears throat> um, yeah, so we were doing. Oh, so, yeah, I dread tiles, man. Like, I'm put it like we got this tile bathroom we're doing downstairs, and I just dread it. I haven't done it yet. Well, we've had a bunch of other stuff. Like we did, we had some nice weather, so we had uh, did some staining on the front porch. Um, uh, we stained our chicken coop. The boys did that and stuff. We go, oh, have you ever used those airless painters? Like those, uh, the Wagner. Uh, yeah, I've used the Wagner, and then I've used a real pro model. There's no yep. comparison at all. No, we picked up. So this is the Wagner, not. Like it's got the little hopper and then the long hose, so it's not got you know your your paint's not in the part that you hold. Even that thing, man, and they, they make a nozzle for stain. Oh, dude, freak! Like it was two hundred and twenty bucks, and so I'm not expecting much. I'm like, I just hope it works. And <laughs> we stain the entire. So we have like our deck is about I don't know four feet, five feet 
off the ground. And then basically they put pressure treated plywood below that. And then the idea is we could finish it later however we want with, you know, that fake rock or whatever, stone. Um, but we just want to get it painted because it looks gross. So we put stain over top of it and the boys had started it with a brush and they spent about two hours and it got like not very much done. Uh, but they started doing white, and then when Steph got back from town, it was like, oh, that's too bright. And so we just went with brown to match the rest of it. Plug this thing in, put some stain in it. You don't have to thin it. Like, just dump it in. And I'm not joking. In five minutes, we had the entire thing done. And it's uh, it's 60 feet long, this deck. So basically, like, 60 feet of five foot high, four foot high. Like, it's, oh, it was so cool. And like for what we pay the boys, that machine literally paid for itself in that one single application. And then they did, uh, they kept going with it and did the chicken coop. And it, I imagine the a real one is something completely different. But man, oh man, if I ever had to paint in like a, a living room, it's worth the price, man. Because you you could paint a living room once you tape everything off. That's the longest thing. Literally, you could paint it in ten minutes. Oh, it's so cool. I was pretty stoked on that. Yeah. And see, you're not only the employer, but you're also the government. So you should tax them as well. (laughs) Give them societal lessons. That's right. Welcome to the real world, kids. And now we're going to, today we're going to talk about taxes. Tomorrow we'll talk about inflation-based wage reduction. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And irresponsible (laughs) government spending. (laughs) You're going to be working for lower wages we're going to go skiing at a resort. Bye. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because the government's broke. We have to go. Yep. What? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, there would be more um, familiar sides if families ran their homes like uh, the government does. You're no kidding, hey? Yeah, it's ding dang donkulous. And it's so <clears throat> bad. You wouldn't put up with that, would you, as a kid? No. But adults put up with it every day. It's crazy. We just put up with it. Oh, yeah, the government's crooked. It's because you don't have to look at your government, or they don't have to look at you over the dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't get it. You know, you can't hold their feet to the fire. You know, like, like Justin Trudeau's a criminal. He's been like questioned on all these scandals, and every time they go to court, they're like, "Oh, we're just not going to show up." Or, or he, you know, he called one just during this whole stupid trucker thing and all this. I call it stupid. I mean, I believe in the cause, but man, it gets to be too much with all this stuff. But you know, he he called the truckers a bunch of Nazis, and the person that he was debating in the House with in, in Parliament. I mean, it's just such a stupid thing. It's adult children, but. Uh, he said, I will not stand with Nazis. And she was a, a Jew and her parents fled Nazi Germany. Like she's a Holocaust survival. Her parents were. And so she demanded an apology, which makes sense. Like it's pretty low blow. And Justin Trudeau just stands up and walks out. <laughs> it's like this is literally the the person that I'm supposed to consider as the leader of my country. Oh, you got it all wrong, man. Not a chance. I do not submit to his authority. Just one of my favorite quotes as of late is that free men care not what tyrants write on paper. 
And I would expect, not even tyrants, what idiots write on paper. Go ahead. Make up your stupid rules. Go ahead, government. Tell me what I can and can't do. Do you think I really care? Oh, hell no. You know, like, th- you, there's a certain set of rules and, um, they're like, what do you call it, like, natural law that, that we abide by. We treat others well. You have to be good to other people. There's a certain set of rules that we as society adopt. So it's like, yes, let's say that all vehicles in this direction stay on this side of the road and other direction, that side of the road, and we're going to separate them with two yellow lines. Cool. That's a rule that we all agree is here for the common good. There's a lot of laws I don't have problems with. <laughs> it's government and the things they think they have a right to tell you to do. Like, no, 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 that's not your, that's not yours, you know? Even in regards to, like, guns. There may be good laws about guns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, I don't know, it's such a touchy subject, even within, like, I'm 100% pro-gun. But I'm also like, I really don't think I have a problem with background checks to buy a gun. Doesn't bother me. But then there's some people in, like, the 2A movement's like, nope, you shouldn't have, there's no way you should have to get a background check. They're violating your right. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's hard, right? Like... Certain people, I don't want having a gun, you know, but then it's like, I truly believe that you have a right to a gun. If your government has a gun, you have a right to it. I think whatever your government has, the people need to have access to as well. Full stop. And people get really upset about that when I say that. We should be able, we should have fighter jets. If we can afford it, we should be able to have one, you know? Yeah. I think that whatever, uh a singular soldier has or can be issued possibly, you know, if there's a remote possibility they'd be issued that then it should be available for the civilian market. Now, yeah. now let me preface this with, um, that's military and civilians, right? Mm-hmm. When we get into civilian law enforcement, they should have small arms and nothing else. Yeah. no, M wraps, no grenade launcher. Why? <laughs> or some of those SWAT vehicles. Why are you man. running around? Um, <laughs> you're a town of 1,700. Why do you have a seven member SWAT team and 50 pounds as plastic explosive? Really? Come on. Yeah, yeah. You're playing Barney Fife. Get over yourself. Yeah. And I was doing some. Uh, Something else I did this week, and partly for that other project and partly just because I'm interested in it, is trying to do some studying about, you know, real-world incidents with small town or big city. It doesn't matter. It just has to be civilian um, and local, state or or lower-level law enforcement where there's a... An injury, a shooting, uh, involved with a, an apprehension. Like the cops get a warrant, they go in, and somebody dies. Mm. Well, what if? What would what would have been the danger in waiting a hot minute to let everything calm down? And you <clears throat> catch him coming out of Hardee's with his freaking sausage biscuit the next morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, why do you have to, you know, keep that hot pursuit going? You don't. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. stop. 
Let yeah. it go. Um, and and use that kind of uh, approach as just one prong to an approach. Yeah. Become members of your society again, not us against them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're Bob the neighbor who happens to be a police officer. And then yeah. you're... Um, once your community realizes, you know, after a hundred years of law enforcement oppression of certain types of people, uh, you, uh, they, they understand that, yeah, you're here to help. So we'll help you. And then your community becomes involved in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and turning these people in. Because one, they're not going to be scared of, you know, if we fix the court systems too, of a criminal going in today, coming out tomorrow and finding out who said what Mm -hmm. and going and, you know, killing a rat. Yeah. But, you know, which is sad. Mm Mm-hmm. But but that's how it is. Like, I think a criminal, ratting on a criminal is a rat. Yeah. A citizen turning in a criminal is doing their civic duty. Yeah. They're yeah. a hero in my eyes, mm-hmm. but anyway. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. You know, the the problem here with police is that, well, we've got RCMP in there so, so filthy. Like, they disgust me. Um, pure corruption, pure evil. You know, like, that the pastor is still in prison. Like, literally, Canada has a religious prisoner, and people don't look at it like that. What he's being held, they, they said it was uh, potential mischief charges when he was going to go down to the Coots border to speak. To speak. And I, we've talked about him before. Like, he, he doesn't help his cause. He's a little bit, you know, flamboyant to the thing that's going to piss the police off. But he's still in jail, man. Like, come on. Like that is, that's Chinese level, oh, we don't like what you're going to say. We're going to throw you in jail. I know the Chinese will take it further and just kill people or do it to a whole boatload of people in a concentration camp. But that is Chinese reaction, Chinese government reaction. And that is our premier. That that Porky Puff, born in Saskatchewan, doesn't belong in Alberta. He's freaking, he's got a, a religious prisoner. Political prisoner called that. Zero action, like no violence, did nothing against the law. Still in jail for like what? We're going on like three weeks, four weeks? Dang. You, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a real bad, and it, like the city cops arrest him for that. And it's like, you sick pigs. Like I, when I was young, I didn't like the police because they always gave me speeding tickets. I hated them for that. And I thought that's where it was. Now I hate them for everything else. A cab. <laughs> like, man, I have not met a cop that I like. Not one. And I'm not talking speeding tickets. I'm talking dirty, shady politics. Disgusting shit. You know, I had, we had a real serious incident with a hockey coach. Filed a police report. Cop came and talked to me. Went and talked to him. The coach said, yeah, everything he said is true but I'm just going to deny it in court. 
So the cop comes back to me and says, yeah, we're not going to press any charges. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Why? He said, well, he admitted to it, but he said he was going to deny it in court. And so then it doesn't go anywhere. I've seen these cases before. It's not worth the time. And I said, no, 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 this isn't your job. Okay. You're not the judge. <laughs> You're a policy enforcer. It's a Latin term. Police officer comes from a Latin word. It means policy enforcer. Okay. This is a policy. You enforce it. You don't judge. That's not your job, pig. But no, no, he's not even going to press charges. I'm like, dude, like literally th that is who I, the, the, the system the government wants me to believe in is that he's going to look after the The police are going to enforce policy that keeps us safe. And no, he just says, I'm not going to do it. So you have an abusive coach who's back in there with kids beating on other kids, not beating on my kid because I was, <laughs> but man, you, you, oh, okay. So this is a system that I'm supposed to believe in. Oh, heck no. You're out of your freaking mind. Let's just drink some more Kool-Aid retards. <clears throat> that's why all citizens have a right to bear arms. And when the government wants to take that away, that's when you need those arms. Well, then, you know, when the next time the coach hit my kid, I'd be hitting on him. And then I would tell the cops, yeah, I did it. But if I go to court, I'm going to say I didn't. Yeah. And, of course, that wouldn't work. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Screw that. Yeah, what, I just. What probably happened. This is just me making stuff up in my head is that RCMP officer had a kid in that school and the coach said, Hey, I'll let your kid start next year. No, I know that's not what happened. Uh, this sad. cop. Yeah. No, this cops, you said, I don't have kids, but I understand you're probably pretty frustrated. And I said, yeah, I am. Um, just, just another useless <clears throat> cop. Like, man, these cops, they hurt themselves. You know, they do all this bad stuff and then they wonder why people don't like them. Well, geez, you just arrested a pastor for, oh, I was just doing orders. Well, cool. You know, all the Nazis, they just did, the Nazi soldiers just obeyed orders. Okay, there comes a point, and it's a sad point, but it's a very important point, uh, when doing what you're told is wrong, and you need to disobey. Sometimes disobedience to a certain calling, to a certain directive, is righteous. You know, and Christians have a hard time wrapping their head around that. They're like, wait a minute, we're, so, we're never supposed to disobey. Well, you're not supposed to disobey God. But if somebody tells you to go punch somebody in the face because uh, they spit whatever or kill somebody, disobedience may just be the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm a disobedient citizen. Yeah, there's a, I went to the, Holocaust Museum several times in Washington, D.C., and I went to the Holocaust Museum leadership training and the advanced leadership school they have there, and uh, one of the, no, not one of, the only good thing that came out of my time working for ICE, but because uh, the Holocaust Museum offers this stuff to every federal law enforcement agency, try to keep them from being the jack-booted thugs the Nazi party became. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, fat lot of good this is doing, but um, they, there's a video clip there, real. It was taken in World War II. It's news real quality, but it's still, you know, gets the point across. It's of a train being unloaded, or, I'm sorry, loaded uh, somewhere. Right, <clears throat> to go to Auschwitz. Mm -hmm. 
and the German soldier, you know, pushing people in there with his uh, butt of his gun. I mean, he was doing it, not hitting them, you know, just yeah, yeah. nudging yeah. them in there. But he's crying. He's bawling his eyes out because he knows what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. And what they're, what they're saying in German is this German guy, you know, he works for uh, their political bureau, is video t- or you know taking a movie of this German soldier, but what they're letter- what they're really doing is making fun of the guy. Yeah, with the amount of power they have over their own soldiers, saying he's crying because he knows he doesn't want to do what he's doing, but he also knows if he doesn't, we're not just going to kill him. Mm-hmm. We're going to kill his family mm-hmm. and his neighbors, and you know all this other stuff. I'm like, oh my god. And I know that happened. I know what happened. But, you know, to see it, instead of just reading about it, you're like, Gah. Now, yeah, yeah. again, doesn't make it right. I'm just saying, <clears throat> you know, people, in, um, on both sides of the argument, uh, need to understand there's, unless you study really in the trenches this stuff, there's more to it than you understand. Your overall conclusion may be absolutely point on. We need to understand the humanity of it too, um, about how difficult it was for both sides. Yeah, and I don't mean the governments; I mean the people. Yeah, yeah. Because there were German soldiers that were Jews. They just hid it. Yeah. You know, they hid it. Their family started hiding it in um, the mid nineteen teens. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad that they had to hide it, but anyway. Um, uh, my Had my eyes not been bothering me, I would have continue, been continuing to read. Uh, the Earlier this week, I started reading again for the second time. Uh, it's a series of uh, writings by a anonymous soldier who was in... Uh, pre-World War II, World War II, uh, and then the Korean, all the way through the Korean War. He was a soldier in the U.S. military. Uh, He never gives his name, and there's not enough information uh, it's been uh, because he talks about the units he were in, right? Mm -hmm. So you think you can narrow it down to like, oh, this guy was in this unit you know, at this time, though, there's six people that could have been, mm. right? There, yeah. there could have been a little bit more, but those have been completely ruled out because uh, those became public figures, and we have handwriting samples from them. Uh, anyway, and <clears throat> whoever it was, he, she, or it, it you know, was very uh, astute. Yeah. Uh, while they were just a grunt, they had, they were very well educated. That's clear, and they understood why they had, why they were being told to do what they were do- doing. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, like the guy next to him in the trench was like, "Oh, you know, Ugg said go kill." You know, he, mm-hmm. he understood the why. Mm-hmm. He's very, you know, he understood the tactics to um, that some decisions were politically motivated and some were tactically motivated. 
And he could tell if they were coming from generals or politicians. Yeah. Even as far back as World War II. People think that uh, Vietnam was the first political war. No, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People say, oh, I don't like to talk about politics. It's like, or they'll say, don't talk about politics with other people. It's like, what part of my life do you think is um, absent of political impact? <laughs> like, every single thing I do is is controlled and manipulated and determined by politics like it's people go, oh no you shouldn't talk about politics well I, I think you should talk about them a little more sometimes good conversations but <laughs> whether or not you could go to a restaurant is a political thing you know it shouldn't be it, it should be a medical thing and and medicine and politics shouldn't ever cross contaminate you know this should be medicine out and be like, okay, this is what the medicine says. And uh, you guys should go get vaccinated. Now, when you get a government saying, we're going to make you get vaccinated, that's, that's not good. But anyways. <clears throat> elected, you know, let's say you're, you're elected officials telling you that are all, you know, lifelong scientists and medical yeah. professionals. Sure, why not? Oh, or wait. if they look healthy. Oh, wait, they're not. <laughs> Or they, if they look like a healthy human being, then they have a right to tell me, well, maybe a little bit of an inkling to suggest how to, I could be a healthier human being. <laughs> but but dude, if you're, you're 50, 100 pounds overweight, I don't care what you're selling. I don't know I'm, how any of these people <laughs> live to be like 95 and they're still in office. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are they doing? I, drinking virgin blood? Yeah. Ugh. Crazy. Oh, man. Now, the only thing that's made me uh, believe in, even remotely close to jokingly, believe in, like, vampires, mm -hmm. have been politicians that live that long. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. How? That's the yeah. only that's the only, only plausible reason. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> so, um, wanted to talk about that thing I saw? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you call it on Facebook again? Oh, <laughs> the Ninja Slicer 5000. Yeah, that's right. It's funny that you comment on Facebook and not on Instagram. And that's exactly know, why I do it. You know I, I will never see it. it. <laughs> I said, I'm going to have to put Facebook on my phone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, I was going to, um, I was going to repeat that comment on Instagram. Yeah. I could not find that post. Oh, Instagram. wow. Interesting. Even, even when I went to, back to the Facebook post, yeah, and it says, like, from Instagram sometimes, and you yeah. click it and it goes to Instagram. No, like, nothing. Oh, wait, right? it just says Facebook. Anyway. Hmm, crazy. I yeah. figured I was wrong in that, and that's yeah. only for videos. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and also that uh, building a... It's so stupid to call it this. A hand sanding machine. <laughs> um, it's actually coming pretty good. Uh, like it's a an big, automated hand sanding machine 5000. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or a handless sanding machine. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was like, I had the stuff, kind of started working on it, and then just kind of jumped right hard onto house projects instead. So yesterday I finally had a day to get back on it, and... Yeah, it's coming pretty good. 
I went to uh, Princess Auto, picked up some little tie rod ends, and then some half inch, like cold rolled steel. And so it works out slick. I just take these, they're 3 8 fine, so 3 8 24 thread male. And so I just cut whatever length from this solid steel rod and then just drill it out on my lathe, tap it, bada boom, bada bing, any size, any length, you name it. Uh, so I'm just doing that. And then I got to make my little, like little pendulum. I don't know what you would call that thing. Cause I'm going from a rotary motion with like a pitman arm and then it'll be like all pendu pendulum. And then from the other side of that will be another pitman arm. If you call it that, or I don't know what you call the stuff, but hopefully that will convert itself all in the end to some nice linear back and forth motion. And then I ran it and it's pretty, it's actually almost might be a little bit slow. Like I was concerned about it being too fast. <laughs> like you don't want this thing just going. <laughs> and at first I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to put this arm on here, do I have to counterweight the other side? I'm like, no. Like if we we're talking about RPMs, then we could. But like anything under like a few hundred RPMs, you don't need to worry about counterbalance and all that stuff, you know. But um, yeah, and I mean, I took a gear. Like, you know, you can buy those sprockets and then you weld in the center hub. Yeah. Yeah, I just took one of those, welded the hub in, and then threw it in my lathe. I thought those teeth would be hard for some reason, but then I thought that wouldn't make sense because you want your sprocket almost to wear out or evenly with your chain. Maybe, uh, maybe like dirt brake sprockets are hardened or something, but yeah, this was like, I just took a file and it just cut right through it. I was surprised. I thought they'd be hardened, but. No problems at all. Took the teeth down. <clears throat> and really, I could have used some type of a regular arm. You know, like it doesn't need to be round. Uh, but then I'm going to drill holes at one inch spacing. So I'll have three different settings. So if I'm sanding like a four inch blade, I can just have four inches of travel. I think this gives me, the way I have it set up right now, I have seven and a half inches of back and forth at its maximum. Which should, should be fine, I think. Um, but what I'm... You know, I'm hoping it saves time. You know, it could go a little quicker than when I hand sand. But the big thing, too, uh, with hand sanding, and it's something that once you get into it, it's not so bad, but they, they call it J-hooks. Have you heard of J-hooks? Yeah. Yeah, so just, like, when you pull your paper off or put it on or just change the direction, instead of those nice lines just perfectly parallel, you just get a, the slightest little deviation, a little wisp going off to one side or the other. And those are just, oh, they're such a frustration. Some days you, you'll sand away and you can take it up to 400, 800, nothing. And then some days it's like every time I stop with a grid, I get a J-hook. And so I'm wondering if, you know, you, you got this machine going, moving your blade back and forth, back and forth, and you can just lower your, your brace of material onto it. And then when you're done, just pull it straight up. In theory, I think that should help out with the J-hooks, but we'll see. So I'm hoping, uh, I don't know if, uh, I'm hoping, I'm going to try and get that completely done today. That's a, that's going to be a sponsored video. And I was like looking at my watch. I'm like, who <laughs> this, this month is, is disappearing quickly. And I owe this company a video, so I better get on it. Good news is with this video, everything I've bought for it, like the motor, the gearbox, the steel, all the steel, plate steel, tube steel, it all came from Princess Auto. So that's good. Feel good I could put something like that out saying, hey, if you want to build this, 
Maybe maybe I'll even put in the description like links to all the products that I used. Ah, that's what I should do actually. You go that's not just like this video is sponsored by a video game. It's like no, this is sponsored by a store, and this is the stuff I used from that store to build this thing. <clears throat> yeah, I just I can't wait to see some of the video uh, comments on that video. Yeah, I know the mm. some of the unlearned, <laughs> idiotic comments that are going to be on there. But oh, you should have used this thing or that thing or the other thing. Yeah. When the one thing I would say is that this thing is overkill and a half. Like it's a three quarter horse furnace motor on there with, I don't know. I think I can have this gearbox that I have. It will handle up to two horsepower input, which would be ridiculous. And then it's reduced. So it's not like I need power, right? Like that thing's going to have more torque than you <laughs> It makes me nervous because I'm like, if things ever bind up or, or like when I'm assembling it and kind of figuring out how it all works, I'm like, I always rotate the thing once by hand just to make sure I don't have any bind spots because I'm like, there's a lot of power. Once you reduce three quarters by 30, you, you know, you're multiplying three quarter horsepower by 30 or whatever the torque is like that thing's a monster. And then it's also just, it's just too heavy duty, but <clears throat> um, I wanted to do like more machining, like uh, you know, machine tons of stuff. And like, I'm using pillow blocks to support the pendulum thing, like where it's going to pivot. And I thought cooler than that would be, you know, a nice aluminum raw bar and then board out, press in bearings. But I'm like, don't have time for that crap. I just get a pillow block <laughs> and bolt it onto, you know, some tube steel and we're in business. But yeah. And then, uh, the thing I was thinking is like, if I don't use this a lot, it's going to be a big old machine just sitting there. But I don't know. That might not be an issue in the future. I might have room for some bigger machines in the future. So we'll see. This is a proof of concept. You know, try this out. And uh, if it works good, then we could refine it down from there, you know. <clears throat> yeah. One thing I was, I was thinking to start the video, though, instead of putting <laughs> putting a blade on uh well, this would get the video just completely taken off probably or demonetized, but uh, actually make it stab into something, right? Like like stick the blade way past the sled and then take a watermelon. watermelon. Yeah, and just turn on and then put a little sound effect. Go, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. Do you think they would flag that because it's like a stabbing motion and then you go back as an argument saying, well, what about these people that cut fruit in half? Yeah, they, they'd probably, if YouTube saw that, they would they would demonetize it. They'd be like, no, you get a channel strike probably. That's violent. It's the same thing when you make your fruit salad in the morning. Like, come on. Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, what if you approach it from a safety standpoint on what just parody the whole thing like what not to do yeah yeah you know ken a big old wink <laughs> stick a like <laughs> you could do some cut shots like i could stand there holding it like touching the top pulleys where the belts are <laughs> and then just stick a glove with some kleenex in it get a close-up and turn it on <laughs> the glove go through there <laughs> oh man well, the uh, Saw Stop, that company. Yep. Well, they had one of their 
advertising videos pulled some time ago because um, they're because they made a little pointy hand, mm-hmm. but the <clears throat> finger pointy thing was a hot dog. But it looked like yeah. a real hand in a way. It was hand shaped. Yeah, going really, it's an, an advertisement <laughs> for a safety device, and you're going to say it's. Yeah. No, stop, people. Yeah. And what you so this is crazy. You believe me, the pork that was damaged in the filming of this video was damaged a whole lot worse earlier. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, you know, make everything shop, make everything YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, he did with his Chris. He like he tried it with a hot dog. And then he did it and put it on YouTube where he actually used his finger and stopped it. And I don't know where that, if that video is still up there, but he actually did it. And I heard him talking to podcasts that Saw Stop was asked him to take it down. And he said, I'm not taking it down. And they're like, no, we don't want that. We don't want people thinking. Incredibly irresponsible, that is. Yeah. And I would forbid my kids from watching it from a good taste standpoint as well as that. Yeah. I know. It's 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 like crashing your car into a brick wall to prove that airbags will keep you from smashing into the windshield. Like, cool. The technology's there. They, they've tested it in a very controlled, scientific, you know, environment with crash test dummies or hot dogs. So just trust it. Treat it like it's anything. And the thing is, too, knowing that, like a lot of people say this about the saw stop and I don't know. They, they're like, if I knew that it would stop as soon as it hit me, I might be more reckless around it. And I, I don't know if that's fair. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's always good to have a, just a super healthy fear of the machines you're using. You know, like when I run my lathe, oh, and I know I'm going to get comments. You shouldn't ever do that with a ring on your finger. Like, shut up. Okay. I'm terrified of this machine. Whether I have a ring on my hand or not, I'm not getting anywhere close. Like, I'm literally a a coward. Like I will use any machine. Well, relatively, I've never found one I, I would feel unsafe using. But man, when I'm around the machines, I'm terrified of them. Like none of these people watch any of Andrew Camerano's videos. Yeah, okay, that's what I should do. I should just put a link to a time frame in like timestamp in one of his videos where he's doing something like he's that's installing a radio <laughs> in my service truck with a chainsaw. Chainsaw, yeah. <laughs> that's not safe it's like uh yeah it is <laughs> you know, at least i'm not doing this that's funny but yeah no so hopefully um yeah i don't know i don't think i don't think i'll get that video done for i'm gonna try and get it out for saturday but we'll see i'm kind of excited <clears throat> i am so guilty of this so i know other people are with watching someone just to see the stupid stuff they do yeah i mean it's incredibly stupid and then yelling at TV that they're being stupid. Yeah. But dude, you're watching it because you know they're going to be stupid. How is this <laughs> yeah. surprising you? Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, safety Sally comments drive me nuts. Just completely. And especially Where when they're these harsh. people, when they used to test um, uh, the ballistics of a proposed army weapon on inmates? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they never did that. They used hogs until they didn't. 
Uh-huh. They used things, right? Yeah. And then hogs. And then in the end, one or two prisoners. Wow. That were uh, sentenced to death. <clears throat> That's crazy, hey? And I know it at least in two instances where the Aberdeen Proving Grounds between uh, the war of uh, something or other and the First World War, where the thing that became the Aberdeen Proving Grounds, uh, history people that are the equivalent to Safety Sally's, um, you know what I mean. But I know at least two examples where they gave, they went and asked, you know, a bunch of uh, people that had been sentenced to death, hey, who would like to do this? And by the way, it won't be for about two years from today. And up until then, you'll be pampered. Hmm. They had, they were turning people down. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. What do I have to do? Um, get <clears throat> shot? I mean, are you going to maim me? Is it going to hurt? No, it'll be a you know a clean heart shot. You know, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we're 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 going to shoot you with a tank. I don't think it'll matter where we hit you. Yeah, that's right. As long as it's not just the fingertips. <laughs> yeah. No, we used the saw stop for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was. I don't know it was kind of fun making. I don't know. Sometimes you just you get doing something. It's like ah, a little glimmer of hope. It's like I kind of enjoy how much fun this was. Like making a video about something weird, you know. But, well, if uh, nothing else, this uh, <clears throat> uh, Princess Auto sponsorship has really given you a place to and a method and a you know way to uh, feed your creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just knife making. Because I tell you what, man. Ooh. Well, it's almost like you're trying to be a real maker channel and not just to sell a tool channel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, my favorite quote, unquote, maker on the YouTube's I saw something that this individual made uh, recently on the video. It was actually, they did a article in a woodworking magazine mm-hmm. about it, which one, it makes me want to vomit in my mouth that this magazine that used to be like the epitome of woodworking, like highbrow, mm-hmm. has that person in it. Mm-hmm. Um. But then I was looking at him like, really? This is supposed to be the upscale Mercedes level, you know, of woodworking where they used to do historical recreation um, woodworking, you know. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to nail together a patio chair, really? <laughs> With pocket holes. Uh, <laughs> Huh. <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. 
but she's selling a lot of pink tool sets. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <clears throat> yeah, we've talked about this before. I haven't haven't done it recently, but man, the good and the bad with the the YouTube social media getting more people into making, but it's it's just like a more watered down version, you know. I know it's. Um, well, here I'll, um, I will, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I don't know the words. I'll just go. I will turn at least two of our nine people against us, um, by saying the YouTube and social media makery industry is more like scrapbooking is to making than being a machinist is to making or being a fine furniture maker is to making, yeah. you know, you go back in, in the day to, uh, you know, when fine furniture was made here in North America, yep. uh, that still exist in museums, uh, those people would just vomit on your shoes if you said, oh, look at the makers today. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, the people that, um, you know, the, the uh, war time industry and post-war industrialization industry of making tools mm -hmm. just that mm -hmm. you know 50 70 years ago is far and away more skilled than these idiotic youtubers that say oh i'm a maker yeah and i don't Are you get really? yeah and the weird thing is some of them become so popular and like here's i consider myself um a tradesperson, a craftsman, right? Um, I know a craftsman always has a little bit higher ring to me, but I, I, I consider myself to be fairly proficient with my hands. And I started building crap, like, like welding when I was 14 years old, right? And, you know, I built, put together my first bicycle when I was 15. It was terrible, but, and I mean, so by the time I was 21 years old, I was a journeyman millwright. And to me, that means, okay, now I've, done i've gotten enough of a basic education that i can start to get good at working with my hands and making things and figuring out mechanical uh solutions to a problem and stuff and where i'm at now it's like oh i'm i feel like the same way i feel right now like i just came out of it i've learned a lot in the last how long i've been doing this like 20 years i'm like good now we can actually start delving into some stuff that really challenges me and i might be able to figure it out now and you watch some of these kids they're not always kids but these makers and i'm doing air quotes on youtube and i just watch the way they hold their tools and i'm like well, you, you have no experience like i can tell an experienced person would never hold that tool that way you know and it's like oh and so and even so like when i did my my apprenticeship we had to pour babbit bearings and we had to scrape babbit bearings and I granted, you will probably never come across a machine unless you're into antiques 
or old tractors where you've got to do anything with Babbitt bearings. Like, I get it. There's no reason for it. But there was also the point, like, of that. It, they, what they taught back then as compared to now was more about self-sufficiency, right? Like, okay, if you need this, we get to make tools. You need a spanner wrench. You don't have the right size. Well, here's how you really quickly would, would figure out how to machine one. Or, you know, and it's not like that anymore. It's all like plug in your computer, you know, 3D print apart, and then bolt it on. Okay, I'm a maker. It's like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. The- yeah. <clears throat> I know this is going to feel like I'm poking the bear, but I'm not. Uh, I There are many people on YouTube guilty of this. I'm not... I'm only picking one person out in particular because they they are an alleged lifelong machinist and metal worker, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not anyone on this conversation. They they have a a lathe and the chuck is held onto the lathe with a big collet, right? Looking thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the D4 or whatever. You have to, you know, hold the chuck and turn this big nut with a spanner. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, you know, when they bought the used lathe, they didn't come with a spanner. So they just beat on it with a big um, hammer and chisel. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a metal worker? Yeah. Couldn't you make that spanner? Yeah. I know you could because, you know, two other YouTubers I watched did. J- mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. You know, one guy's an Australian kid teaching himself to be a machinist. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. And and you are ruining your lathe, beating on it like that. He hit it with a chisel? And hammer. Yeah. And it wasn't even a brass chisel. Yeah. See, I. It was a cold chisel. Yeah. No, that's. You know, I don't have the spanner for mine. And I was doing a video, and so I took a bra- an aluminum rod and hit it. And it's like, yeah, this isn't the right way, but <clears throat> quite frankly, I'm not going to take the time to make a spanner right now. But that that's, you know, I've got chunks of aluminum rod and brass rod for specific reasons. Like, I can wail on this thing, and I'm not going to damage this nut in any way. But, man, to take a just a even a piece of mild steel would be foolish. And, and yeah, that's well. the type of thing, right? The people don't have the knowledge base. Some people are like... Why are you, why don't you just hit it directly? Like I've had that comment doing something on a car and I had to like bust something for your, a bolt's bound in a hub and you get out a piece of aluminum and just start wailing on Like, why wouldn't you just hit it directly? It's like, uh, cause I want to reuse the bolt. <laughs> like a, if this, if this hammer hits the top of that bolt, that first thread is going to fold over instantly. Well, what does the aluminum do? It's like, ah, just simple, basic things are, aren't passed down, you know? Instead, like, let's learn how to code and, and make Arduino things. I'm like, oh, man. And that's, like, I don't want to knock on that either because that's stuff, obvious. man, I love technology. I don't want to learn how they invented it. And then I don't, don't care that it works. I just like that it works. I can, you know, I can send something to my computer from my phone instantly with an airdrop. I love that. What happens behind the scenes? Don't care. So I understand there's, you know, some people make that happen because they specialize in the the nerdery, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's funny because the funny thing is the general public, I think can't tell the difference. There's not a lot of trades people 
And even now, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a pipe fitter. Uh, you show them something with an electric motor, how to hook up, a, a, you know, how to properly align a gearbox to a, a motor. Well, I don't know anything about that. It's like, that's just, you know, it's a very basic mechanical type of thing. Well, I don't know anything about that. I'm just a pipe fitter. It's like, hmm. You know, that's part of it. But I'll go further. I think some of these people that are just mediocre at best are so popular because the vast majority of their audience doesn't want to watch anyone that's, unless they're as half-assed as they are. Yeah, that's true, hey. Because then it doesn't make them feel as bad. Yeah. About themselves. Oh, I just go to work, you know, punch in five minutes late every day. Don't do anywhere near what I should and punch out 15 minutes early. Go home, drink my 12 pack. <laughs> you know, sorry. <laughs> I like that voice. That's a great character you played there for a minute. Because <laughs> when you say that, people's faces pop up in my head. <laughs> Hey, there's that guy I work with in Alabama. There's that guy in Baltimore. There's that guy. In, I know. I know. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I work with all those guys, just different names. Yeah. But because in, well, you can tell, too, in a, a group of friends, you know, take a group of five friend, work friends, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll see the one group that does most of the work has, you know, a could be lazy guy, but isn't a really brilliant guy, a strong guy, short guy, skinny guy. They've got all their bases covered and they don't even know they do. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a conscious decision to go out and pick, you know, certain kinds of people. They just gravitate together because mm-hmm. they're there to get the job done. And then you see this group over here, it's just five lazy people. Mm. You know, this group over here is just five corn chip eaters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 100% true. And, you know, so why would, you know, social media audiences be any different? That's true, yeah. Who knew we had so many Karens in 1975? Yeah. You know, none because they got, you know, their eye blackened and pointed (laughs) back into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking, people. I'm joking. About the kitchen. They get their eye blackened. But, and that's fine in this day and age to say that. But to send her back to the kitchen, I think that's a sexist part. <laughs> well, yeah. No, well, in 75, that's really what happened. But Yeah, yeah. Um, no, everybody has a right to their opinion. But I think it, you know, needs to be uh, tempered by, you know, knowledge, sanity. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't. You know, maybe it should be tempered by, you know, backhand. Yeah. And two, like, your opinion is your opinion, but, you know, I have opinions, but I don't know if they're right. And so I don't say them. Because it's like if somebody, I always say, what's my opinion? And then if somebody challenged me on it, how can I defend it? And there's some things that I have an opinion on that I still, like, it's just like a hunch. It's just like this feeling in my, and like, I'm pretty sure this is the deal. But I won't ever bring that up in conversation with anybody because if somebody challenged me, it's like, I, I still don't know. I just have this feeling. Well, that is a lot of things going on in the world right now. It's a blue wire, red wire, you know, 
bomb question. Oh, which wire do I cut? Uh, there's no proof either way on mm-hmm. a bunch of these things going around today. Um, you just got to go with your gut. Yeah. Based on your, you know, education, life experience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Our problem, though, is just destroying each other for it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you think the sky's purple? Ah, good for you. You want to get a beer? You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I haven't been uh, watching news, I don't think, last week or two. And so it's good. It's good. Don't really know a whole lot of the hoo-ha that's going on. I just sit there, my, you know, go out there and talk with my neighbor. He, he lets me know, shows me stuff, images and footage from Ukraine. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But either way, who cares? You know? You know, I got a problem with some people talking about Ukraine and Ukraine. video footage. Mm-hmm. Um, this, oh, Russia has invaded Ukraine, or Russia might invade Ukraine. Russia might invade, oh, Russia has invaded Ukraine. <clears throat> and then suddenly Twitter's popular again because there's live video feed of bombings and shootings and mm-hmm. um, children's hospitals getting <clears throat> blown up and body parts flying everywhere. People that go seek that out are sick. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Uh, in a way. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> if you're seeking it out because you need to see it because of you're a scholar or you're a tactician, you know, that's one mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But if you're some idiot on the bus on your way to work and you just want to see a children's hospital blown up, you need help. Yeah, that's gross. I know. Uh, yeah, he, my neighbor was showing me some some footage and all like these bodies all piled up in the streets, and I'm like, Ugh. I did. Th- you know what? Ah. I'm a. Ah, I can't do that. I turned away. It's like ah, I, I don't like seeing that. Same thing with like movies, like certain violence. I'm just no. I don't want to dwell on these things. You know. Yeah, the yeah. movies don't bother me because they never, hardly ever get it right. Maybe one or two have that I've seen. <clears throat> um, but I've seen some real-world gore yeah. in the war. <clears throat> I don't want to see it again. Yeah, I don't think anybody should have to see it. No. I think most of the reasons we fight wars are stupid. Yeah. I don't even like thinking about it, though. Like, I don't know. It's, it's going on every day. We need to at least have an understanding of that. Maybe not dwell on it, but... Yeah. Because, again, dwelling on it isn't healthy. No, true. So that means CNN's not healthy, right? Yep, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, I should probably get to work, I think. All righty. And uh, let's see what I can do. Loving that welder, man. <laughs> Having a weld where you just you pull the trigger and it runs like a continuous bead until you decide to stop. <laughs> it kind of surprised me again yesterday. I'm like, whoa, this is what it's like to weld. <laughs> please give me a nice weld, please. Yeah. So go lay some more beads and then hopefully. hopefully I mean, get why the- are you um, welding the garage door shut? 
What's that? Nothing. Go away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Just welding. Practice. Need practice. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks a lot, Todd. All right, man. Good, and thanks to everybody listening. And uh, hopefully gave you something to think about and be angry about. And, and if for nothing else, the show, you know. Exactly. You'll be angry about the show. That's right. <laughs> Just means you listened. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> it's suckers. An hour and 20 minutes, you'll never get back. That's right. <laughs> Stupid now. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>